0: Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com.
2: Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If. Only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... now for our story jesse calvert and her lover had planned carefully for months jesse was named as ben's full heir stood to inherit his entire fortune but ben's wife and her lover were impatient they resented the delay the time which must elapse before ben's death and jesse's inheritance they wanted to hasten things and together they had hit upon a means of doing so well today randy lane had gone to ben's office Jesse had observed the young man as he strode up the steps with a look of angry determination on his face. She was sure his visit to her husband concerned a false story Ben had told Henry Berkman as a result of her own prompting. It was a story which slandered Randy's father, and Jesse was positive that Aunt Mary's son had decided to have a showdown. Ben's doctor had warned against Ben's becoming excited, had told Jesse overstimulation might be fatal. So now, this afternoon, Jesse is waiting, half in anticipation, half in fear for the results of the argument she believes she has precipitated when the door chime rings. Hello, darling.
1: Brett, You shouldn't have come here. Oh, why not? You
0: ought to know why.
1: Close the door, Jesse. No point standing here and arguing about
0: it. You're insane.
1: Well, shall we um, go into the living room and argue the point? Very well. Well, Jesse, suppose you give me a warmer welcome, hmm? I presume that business at the door was for the benefit of any neighbors who might be peering through their curtains. Don't be absurd, Brett. Well, then, what was the idea of giving me the cool greeting when I arrived? You ought to know how foolish it is, how dangerous. You oughtn't to be here, Brett. Well, now, look, is there any reason why I shouldn't drop in at the Calvert home of a pleasant, sunny afternoon?
0: You may consider this a pleasant afternoon, I've never felt more awful, more miserable in my life.
1: Oh, oh, nonsense. You're letting your imagination run away with you.
0: Am I? Suppose something happens, Brett. Suppose they call and you're here.
1: What would... Oh, I... I thought you'd be glad to have some company, Jessie, While we're waiting. Besides, who'll know I'm here unless you tell them? I noticed Lucy didn't answer the door.
0: That doesn't mean she won't find out. She must have been out in the garden.
1: Well, all the better if she's around. She's accustomed to my making an occasional social call. I wish you'd stop behaving like a conspirator in a mystery picture, Jessie.
0: I do feel as if everything that's happening is unreal.
1: (laughs) Well, it isn't, my dear. We're up against the real thing. Don't kid yourself.
0: You needn't tell me.
1: I know this isn't a joke.
0: I only wish it were.
1: Jesse, the next time I become involved in a chanty scheme like ours, I'll certainly choose a more stable partner.
0: What's the matter, Brett? Do you feel that I've failed you? Are you registering a complaint?
1: <laughs> oh, no, don't get up, I said, simply you mean you're an exceptionally sensitive woman. You're so prone to becoming depressed or agitated. And just when things are particularly tense.
0: But maybe you'd prefer a woman who goes off and falls sound asleep until things are over. <laughs>
1: Might be easier at that.
0: Then you'd better find yourself someone with a more phlegmatic temperament than mine. Jesse? After all, what do you expect? Do you think I can sit around here calmly when... when I I don't know what in the world's happening down at Ben's office?
1: Look, darling. There's no use our speculating about what's going on at the Calvert Real Estate Company at this particular moment. We might be all wrong, whatever we
0: thought. But I can't help it. I keep seeing Ben's face, wondering.
1: For heaven's sakes, Jesse, don't lose your grip. Don't become hysterical.
0: Oh, it's easy enough for you to be calm. I suppose this sort of thing is always easier for a man.
1: Nonsense, my dear. A man's cursed with the same unfortunate moral sense a woman is. Simply that he's better able to keep it under control.
0: More power to you.
1: Besides, a man doesn't delight in dramatizing every little thing.
0: Surely you don't consider what's happening today, just another casual little circumstance of everyday living
1: well perhaps not but
0: a man's life is at stake he may be dying and and you sit here and tell me to be calm i keep thinking of how he looks how ghastly ben's color is when he has an attack i keep imagining how he'll reach for the medicine and then he stop it
1: jesse good lord stop it
0: hmm Maybe you're not so callous as you pretend, Brett. Perhaps I'm not. I think I'm glad to know it. You... You've been frightening with this coldness, this calm of yours.
1: Look, Jesse. I'm susceptible to all the usual human weaknesses. Difference is that when I choose a path make up my mind, I stick to it. I see you do. Understand, I don't pretend to be suffering from some belated feeling of virtue. Heaven forbid. Exactly. I'd be a frightful hypocrite if I pretended to be burdened with moral scruples.
0: Apparently, you consider it a weakness to have any sort of conscience.
1: Jesse, this seems an odd time for us to be delving into each other's soul.
0: Yes, Fred, I suppose it is. It's odd, but I feel detached from ordinary things today. The way a man must feel who's was on his way to be...
1: to be shot. Oh, for he heaven's h- sakes, Jesse. You're in a very unpleasant frame of mind. I think I might have done better to stay at home. Instead of which, I come all the way over here with the idea of... offering you some kind of reassurance.
0: I'm afraid I'll need more than reassurance before this is over with.
1: Jesse, for the love of heaven, this... this funereal attitude of yours... Oh, I'm sorry, darling. I seem to be a bit edgy myself.
0: Yeah, I can see you are
1: <laughs> Nerves. <laughs> see, darling, I have them too.
0: Just nerves, Brett?
1: Yes, Missy. Just nerves.
0: I was beginning to wonder.
1: Perhaps I was beginning to hope. For... Look, my dear, you'll have to make up your mind where you stand. You can't expect me to carry the whole burden for you.
0: I wasn't aware that you had been.
1: I've had to bolster you up every inch of the way. Personally, I know just where I stand. I haven't the least doubt.
0: The way you've been talking, I almost suspected you had. Not at all.
1: But I must say you aren't much help. This is not the moment for re-evaluating, Jesse. This is the time for remembering what one's objectives are, what, what one's after. Yes. Yes, of course. Lord knows we've got over it plenty of times. We know where we stand again. Oh, yes. Yeah. And now we're just on the verge of succeeding.
0: Lucky us.
1: I've had a very bitter time these last years, Jesse. I was never destined to be either poor or honest.
0: No, I realize that.
1: If you hadn't... If you and I hadn't decided on this present scheme... Well, I wouldn't have accepted the status quo indefinitely, that's certain. Remember that.
0: Are you trying to tell me I just happened to...
1: Oh, Brett. That's what right, Jesse. Answer him. Yes? Hello? Oh, he, yeah,
0: yes, yes, this' Mr. Calvin. What? What do you mean, he... Oh. Then he... Oh. Yes. Yes, of course.
1: That was probably the most ambiguous conversation I've ever heard over the telephone. I suppose it meant something.
0: Yes, Brett. (laughs) It it seems Ben won't be home for dinner. He won't be... (laughs) That's right.
1: (laughs) It's a very grim joke, darling. And you accused me of being callous.
2: Brett looked at Jesse in amazement. Ben won't be home for dinner. That was a gruesome way of telling him what had happened. For expecting with such certainty that something was going to happen to Ben, it never occurred to Brett but what it had.